everybody. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Halloween month, week two, brings us a uh, a movie that at the time was clamored for by fans of the franchise because... Really? Well, well, I mean, well, if you think about it, you know, the way that we're going through these movies in the release order, obviously skipping the original one, Halloween, mm-hmm. then there was Halloween 2 in 1981... Then there was Halloween 3, which had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Yeah. And was, uh, you know, despite it having its own merits for whatever, that's a story for a whole nother thing. (laughs) It's like it's so far removed from Halloween that it's kind of like pointless to ever really bring it up in this discussion. Uh, And then this movie, the one we're talking about this week, isn't until 1988. Seven years People have gone without Michael Myers. Okay. So it's like, okay, here he is. Finally time for him to come back. It's why the subtitle of the movie is the subtitle that it is. (laughs) You know, it it was like, here we go, everybody. We are back, back in business. Yeah. This Mm. movie winds up being like not one of the worst or at least not the worst Okay. Like there is there is worse coming down the pipe. Oh no. Oh, um, God. <laughs> <laughs> but it is at the very least very, very bleh. It's just kind of yeah. there. It kind of just hangs out. That's all it does. It doesn't really excite. It doesn't terrify. There's nothing in it that's like, oh, it's it's all just <laughs> like, yep. There it goes again. Mm-hmm. There's that stuff again. Yep. So much again. Again. So obviously, the movie we're talking about for this week is the 1988 American slasher film Halloween 4 colon, The Return of Michael Myers. Like, looking at it from <laughs> Halloween 3, like people went and saw Halloween 3 and were like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is this? Where the fuck is Michael Myers? To name this one literally, The Return of Michael <laughs> Myers. It's, it's literally like Halloween 4. Sorry we fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's essentially what the subtitle of this movie is. It's Season of the Witch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it's like this movie... It gives you some bloody deaths. It gives you some nonsense spooky scenes where things happen that don't make any sense at all yeah and you're just expected to be like yeah but it's just whatever and okay let's go and all of the faults and all of the flaws about it you know there's plenty of folks who are like well that's what makes it endearing it's like not really it's what makes it a crappy movie yeah really overall mm-hmm. um i was disappointed from the start yeah, I mean, the there's po- no the- <laughs> pumpkin in the opening credit, like literally opening credits already yeah. disappointed because there's no pumpkin. And I don't believe I heard the score. Yeah, the 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 opening of this one, like the, the plot of this one, obviously, as one would expect, uh, is 10 years after his original massacre, the invalid Michael Myers awakens on Halloween Eve and returns to Haddonfield to kill his seven year old niece. Can Dr. Loomis stop him? question mark uh and obviously you know you would expect that that would be the plot of this movie in some way even if you didn't guess niece yeah you'd have to imagine like oh 1988 uh 1978 was when that first one came out 1981 was the second one but that movie took place in 1978 Mm -hmm. so in the world of Haddonfield this happened 
Once when he was a little kid, he yep. killed his sister. Mm-hmm. Then once in 1978, he came back and murdered a shitload of people. 16 plus. Yeah, something like that. And then now he's been like unconscious for another 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'd think like anybody, anybody would be on Loomis's side even just a little bit. Right. You know, like he's still fighting upstream this movie to be like, everyone, Michael fucking Myers, remember? Like when he's yelling at people because the little kid who murdered his sister escaped, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you can kind of understand why these people might be a little bit on the like, but yeah, but he like he did that once and then he's just like sat in a room, bro. Yeah, it's not like he's done anything since then. So in this case, it's like, oh, wait, right. Mm-hmm. That huge massacre yeah. in his hometown against his other sister. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's it's unfathomable mm-hmm. that that other doctor at the beginning of the movie when Loomis is talking to him is so like, it's probably nothing. Like, yeah. dude, it's such, it's it's just a stock horror movie character mm-hmm. of like the disbelieving doctor guy and blah, 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 you know, that kind of shit. And it's like, man, how much more interesting would it be? And it's a bummer that we never get to see because I'll give you a spoiler ahead of time that, you know, by the end of his tenure as Dr. Loomis, uh, he never gets, you know, a like, everyone is on my side now kind of moment. He's always this doctor who's like running around like, you need to, oh God, everybody. Like that's, <laughs> no that's wonder his he character. Goes insane. Yeah, that's his character for the rest of the series. Uh, and like watching this one, there were points where I was really bummed out where I was like, man, imagine if there was like the moment where like everybody who's left, you know, like at, at one point later in the movie, there's like Rachel, the lead girl, mm-hmm. obviously Jamie, uh, the niece, mm-hmm. uh, her shitty boyfriend, Brady, Ugh. the, the sheriff, Dr. Loomis. Like there's like a, a nice little collection of and like final. Yeah. Yeah. But that nice little collection of like home stretch. Mm-hmm. survivor characters where a couple of them could still get picked off yet and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. where like imagine if everyone finally like turned to Loomis and was just like what do we do like going like finally being like fuck man nobody listened to you 10 years ago yeah and shit went <laughs> absolutely bananas at that hospital so like maybe now if everyone's just like all right let's let's do what he says and I guess really what the movie needs to do is also give Loomis an idea of what to do yeah, because that's another thing about this is like you you like Loomis because he's Loomis mm-hmm. and like you've been watching obviously since the first movie. So it's like, oh, he's, you know, the hero doctor at the end of that one. And he's uh, just so great in it. And then the second one, you know, you get some more Loomis. So you're like, oh, this guy. <laughs> and then this third iteration of Loomis where it's like he's a little crazier. He's covered in burn marks all over his body where he somehow survived that giant explosion at the end of Halloween 2. Yeah, no. <laughs> so funny that they're just like, yeah, crazy. They both barely survived that. And it's like, it because what they say is that they survived the fire. And it's mm. like, the fire isn't what I was concerned about. It yeah. was the blast. Yeah. Like, that is what I fear killed both of them. The fire probably had nothing to do, like, yeah. almost nothing to do with it. It was the, like, force ripping them apart that I mm-hmm. figure happened but mm-hmm. no he's fine just a little burn on his face yeah 
But like he's r- he's running around. He looks like a lunatic. He's still yelling like a lunatic. At one point, <laughs> he meets his lunatic monologue match when he hitches a ride with that crazy reverend guy. Yes. Uh, which is another little bit of this movie where it's like, there's just too many fucking people. Yeah. There's too many characters, too many stupid characters that are just mm-hmm. hanging around for a minute that some don't even wind up getting killed, like the Reverend. Yeah. Where he just sits there and he sings a gospel song and he makes Loomis smile and they like have a moment of like levity, which was like, I guess that was okay. Mm-hmm. But the character himself, and the like, the, he, he had that one hysterical line about, like, you can't kill damnation. And then Loomis is like, oh, I know. And the reference, like, oh, like they found each other finally, yeah. <laughs> these two dudes. But, like, other than that guy kind of helping him out a little bit, he's still just the crazy guy that nobody listens to mm-hmm. until it's way too late. And they're always just like, oh, what are you doing, old man, old crazy man? <laughs> and it's like, he is a doctor. Yeah. I, I know he's kind of a lunatic, but like nobody gives him the respect of like, I am trained mm-hmm. in this shit. This kid is broken. Like he just yeah. it's it's it must be so frustrating to be Loomis. <laughs> Agreed. Poor like, guy. He deserved better. So much better. But like you know, he runs around and the new sheriff of Haddonfield, Meeker, is uh he's Deese. He yeah. like he starts off a little bit like, what are you talking about, crazy old man? And it isn't until Loomis goes like full. Like, ah, six bodies, I've seen them. Ah, and he's like, okay, Jesus. <laughs> like, fine, what did you, where, who am I looking for? Some kid named Jamie. All right, let's go do this, you <laughs> lunatic. Get out of my station. You're disrupting the peace. Like, that's what it sort of feels like. But mm-hmm. he does, he does, like, take it somewhat seriously. Yeah. The fact that it's Haddonfield. Like, Haddonfield itself in this movie, like, it starts to feel to me like the Joker and Gotham, where you're almost like, <laughs> do you deserve this? Yeah. Because of how fucking stupid you are, Haddonfield, <laughs> god damn it. Like, the town itself plays such a bigger role in this than it did in either of the other two. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one, it really focuses in on the babysitters and those houses. Yeah. Uh, but not really too much in terms of like the neighbors or the neighborhood or mm-hmm. the, you know, school or the this yeah, or the that. Like too much. Yeah, like a tiny bit at the school. Yeah, but... just that little tiny little chunk. But mm-hmm. two, you know, they, they wander around the town for a while and it gets a little bit bigger because you're starting to involve neighbors and neighborhoods and things like that. Yeah. But there's not as much of a like... How is all of this affecting the people of Haddonfield and Mm -hmm. how have they like responded to it? Because since all of that was happening on the same night, you know, nobody in Halloween 2 was like, God, that time Michael Myers showed up. Because it's like, no, that's happening right now. That is the present. (laughs) There's no way to look. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like, there's no way to sort of look back on it. And so, like, they're all kind of in the dark. Yeah. There was this story I read that I thought was interesting which was what John Carpenter and his sort of ill, like the people that he was working with, would have done with Halloween 4. Because essentially, Mustafa Akkad, the producer, was like, we need to make another Halloween movie. It needs to be about Michael Myers. Mm Because Halloween 3 did not do what we wanted it to do. So it needs. we need to bring Michael Myers back. And so John Carpenter's idea was like, okay, so in this one, Haddonfield now has repressed Halloween and like pushed it down and nobody can celebrate it and kids can't dress up as it. And, you know, they even have like 
town meetings about like, should we even air or show horror movies at our local theater? Like the kids shouldn't be allowed to. And like this, like real suppressing the Mm -hmm. spirit of Halloween thing that then brought back and like ethereal ghostly Michael Myers. Okay. And Akkad was like, absolutely not. (laughs) It's like, it needs to be flesh and blood. Michael Myers is alive. That's where this starts. And they were like, oh, well, never mind. And they just pieced on it. And then they made this movie with all these other people. So John Carpenter's got nothing to do with this one. None of that kind of stuff. Mm. But that was sort of the original idea. And I sort of like, I like that concept of like the people of Haddonfield being like, yeah, maybe we don't. Yeah. You know, like I can totally imagine that the first two, three years afterwards were slow going for trick or treaters. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like in this case, it seems like everyone's kind of forgotten Mm -hmm. and we're back to Halloween business as usual. We sell the mask that he wore to murder teenagers in our town at the costume shop. That's the kind of town we are. Yeah. Sell the costume (laughs) to teenagers. For fuck's sake. Haddonfield, god damn it. Like, you yeah. bunch of idiots. And there's, like, so the, there's just that in general. Uh, the fact that nobody seems all that phased by it. The fact that the kids at the school mock Jamie so mercilessly. They are fucking awful. The worst children we have seen. Ever. In any movie we've done on this show. Yeah. By far. The, like, just, the idea that someone like it almost feels cruel like i know that obviously it's fiction and it's a movie where people like get like thumbs through their faces and shit (laughs) so to say that this is the especially cruel part is whatever but like there's something cruel about even writing the idea of like oh yeah and then the kids all sing songy go jamie's an orphan like holy Mm -hmm. fuck that is monstrous that is just absolutely like yeah oof Mm-hmm. That's no good to me. Uh, so, like those kids, those were they were they were terrible. Absolutely, um, got off. And obviously, Jamie is a huge part of the movie, uh, which we will we will talk about in a second. <laughs> but just talking about like the town, they'll make fun of the daughter of the only survivor mm-hmm. of those murders and the family member of the you know the murderer. Yeah, and specifically, like the kids know the story. Mm-hmm. Know that Jamie is related. Mm-hmm. Why do they know that? My assumption is that Haddonfield is more of a small town sort of situation where word's going to travel. Yeah. And Rachel, being a chatty teenager, probably said something to someone who said something to someone else, and then two people overheard, and then the whole town knows. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just like, man. For it to get to those kids and those kids have the instinct to do what they do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, they do it like daily. Well, not just that, (laughs) but what it it says to me is that that is how their parents think. Mm -hmm. And that that's what all these kids grow up believing and thinking Mm -hmm. for whatever reason that like every every parent in Haddonfield is like, oh, Jamie, oh, that little demon girl with Mm -hmm. the demon... (laughs) uncle Mm -hmm. and she's evil clearly like she must be evil just surrounds her she's 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 an orphan yeah her uncle's evil yeah her parents are now dead see what happens don't be friends with her make fun of her if you get the chance kids like that's what it feels like they're being taught in Haddonfield Mm -hmm. I mean Uh, I haven't seen any evidence 
to argue <laughs> against that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, they are pretty stupid and awful in Haddonfield. They really are just killing innocent civilians. Yeah, they do that again. That's another again mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that there is more civilian death because of morons. Yeah. Uh, and there could have been a lot more civilian death because of morons, except these morons deserved it. Unlike Ben Tramer. Yeah. Ben Tramer died for the like the <laughs> the, the mortal <laughs> sin of accidentally also dressing up in the same outfit that Michael Myers wound up wearing that night. Because mm-hmm. nobody could know. Yeah. There's nobody who's been like, oh, yeah, there's a dude walking around with those uh, overalls and that mask. And then Ben Tramer, like, that sounds good. I'll dress up as that. Like, he's not, he no. did not do that on purpose. That was 1,000% an accident. Yeah. People in this movie 100% are doing it on purpose and should have died. Yeah. And there's no reason for them not to. <clears throat> and that scene has always been one of my... least favorite (laughs) scenes ever i think it's the stupidest fucking scene i hate it it's so bad 80s slasher movie Mm -hmm. you know like you look at the fucking original halloween and it has no influence from those dumb as shit friday the 13th sequels yeah (laughs) this movie is absolutely aping those terrible friday the 13th sequels you know like because even the first one came out only a year i believe the first sequel i mean halloween 2 only came out like a year after the original Friday the 13th. So, okay. it, it, you know, if there was any sort of influence there, it was probably Halloween on Friday the 13th and then re-influenced back into Halloween <laughs> in Halloween 2. <laughs> uh, but then with that huge break, you know, Friday the 13th went ape shit yeah. and just made a bunch of <laughs> fucking garbage. And then that was like, oh, that's what slasher movies are. Terrible garbage mm-hmm. with unlikable characters and everything is stupid. And the whole thing is pointless if you like movies. Yeah. If you like a special effects reel and maybe a couple of scenes with people talking wrapped around it, you'll love them. Yeah. But if you like a movie, forget it. So <laughs> this one immediately jumps into that sort of soup of just like, oh, yeah, let's just uh, let's have Michael put his fucking thumb through someone's face mm-hmm. there was for some of, reason. There was a lot of like squeezing. Yeah, squeezing and, and grabbing and pulling and ripping instead yeah. of stabbing. He used the knife like once. Yeah. It was absurd. And he only gets it. I was reading on um, the like trivia or whatever. It was like an hour and 12 minutes into the movie. He gets his knife. And the movie's like an hour and 28 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You take that long to give Michael his fucking knife? Like. Halloween 2 eventually ditches the knife, but at least it started with it. This one yeah. was like, wait, what is he doing? He's just, he's shoving thumbs through heads. He's just like tossing people into power lines and shit. He's mm-hmm. just, he's impaling people with shotguns. Yeah. I hate that death. That Full on is... fucking hate it. It's the stupidest thing in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. There's a note in there too, because it's like this house at night. Rachel is in the house, in mm-hmm. the basement. Brady is in the house in the attic. Mm-hmm. The trooper was already dead, but yeah. whatever. But she gets a shotgun through her body and then through the door, breaking wood and shit, just like shattering the fucking wall behind her. Mm-hmm. Nobody hears it. Nope. Nobody fucking hears that. And then Brady has just disappeared for a while, too, yeah. in that scene, which I also wrote down. I was like, where the fuck did he go? It's a house. Yeah. They're not in like an airport. It's like, where? oh God, where did he get to? It's like, this is one house. Yeah. You're, like it, there weren't that many windows in the attic for him to like nail down. Yeah. It's like he was, he went up, he started nailing it down and he didn't show up again in the movie until like 20 minutes later. It's like, what the fuck were you doing up mm-hmm. there? Like, do you have a Game Boy or something? Are you like, Michael Myers? Yeah, really? That would be the only explanation. 
Oh, that's God, why man. there were three. Yeah, right. But no, yeah, those idiots showing up in the Michael Myers costume surrounding Loomis, Loomis. Yeah. And the sheriff. Yeah. Like the sheriff, dumb enough mm-hmm. to be like, I'm going to dress like that murderer and I'm just going to dance around near the fucking sheriff and like stare at him silently. Mm-hmm. Like there is no reason for him to not shoot you right now. Yeah. Like, and if you later, like, if he shot you and, like, wounded you and you were like, what the fuck? That's bullshit. I wasn't even doing anything. They would have been like, well, Michael Myers was back. You fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you didn't know that, doesn't change the fact that you look just like him. So we shot you because you're an idiot. Yeah. You fucking assholes. God. Oh, I hate it. And the fact that they're just like, well, man, chill out <laughs> and run away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Haddonfield. You are the worst. Seriously. You are so stupid. All of you are stupid. I do not like you. Mm-hmm. Do better, Haddonfield. Really. But Jamie is like weirdly like the the center point of the movie and also gets sidelined a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> to she make goes room, to bed. <laughs> yeah, to make room for Rachel, who is the like the teenage girl, the new final girl girl, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of fine because um, there are moments in this movie where she is is like good enough and the the stuff is good enough that it's legitimately heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And then there are other times where the dialogue is so terrible and it's such the, like the like, God, fucking unreasonable little kids. Mm-hmm. Like, just because it's realistic doesn't mean I like fucking having to listen to this crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the beginning when, well, it's actually in that scene where she's talking about, like, oh, you're not my real sister or whatever. She's like, you could never love me as much as your real sister. And Rachel's like, yeah, I can. And she's just like, no, you can't. And then, like, walks yeah. away. And is like, fuck you. I said it. I know what I can do. Don't <laughs> tell me what I could do, little kid. Like, you're being unreasonable. Uh, and there's there's another scene later when she gets lost and is running around Haddonfield and she hears spooky noises and she yells out to the spooky noises like, I have a big dog and he bites. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would you lie about the big dog you clearly don't have that anybody who's following you knows you don't have? Like, yeah. who do you think you're fooling right now? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid kids. Uh, but then there's the actual truly heartbreaking moments. Mm-hmm. Like after she gets bullied and she runs Onto the other side of that tree, waiting for Rachel to pick her up. Mm-hmm. And she's just like almost hyperventilating. And the way that she says, you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like saying it in that sort of third part. Like she's not saying, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. She's like, I have to tell myself. Yeah. You're okay. You're okay. Like, oh my God, she does this so much, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh God, it's oh. so heartbreaking. You really feel for her. And mm-hmm. then there's also another great... And I don't know, like, I don't know who to give the credit to where it's like, was it the way that the line was written and they just rolled with it? Was it something that she just said because she was a small child and they left it in because it was like, well, it's the best take, even if the line wasn't the way that we wrote it. But it was just so perfectly childlike and sad when Michael's chasing them off the sheriff's house and they fall off for her and Rachel. Well, Mm -hmm. Rachel falls off. She climbs down. Yeah. And she walks up to Rachel trying to wake her up. And she keeps telling her to come alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like be alive, don't not wake up, mm-hmm. nothing like that, but come alive, Rachel. Like you believe she's already dead mm-hmm. and you just, but you need her to be alive right now. Yeah. Like, oh my God, Ugh. that phrasing is what got me. You know, mm-hmm. if it was just like, wake up, Rachel, wake up, it'd be like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the the come alive, I read so much into it <laughs> that it just like, oh, man, that was really affecting to me. Like she is 
the thing. I mean, she's the driving point of the entire movie. She's the reason Michael Myers <laughs> inexplicably wakes up from his 10-year coma. Yeah. He just hears that he has a niece, and immediately the first shot is his hand clenching. Like, fucking niece. Like, it's like, really? And this is the, like, the true beginning of, uh, like, this, uh, essentially, this timeline that we're following becomes the cult of thorn that is it you know if obviously they're gonna go so many fucking movies mm -hmm. they are going to try to explain everything eventually you know what i mean like yeah. the first movie is so great because it's not right you do more sequels eventually you got to start explaining shit because you got nothing else to do mm -hmm. so they start doing that so this is the beginning of the cult of thorn and it really nails down that like the family line murder shit you know what i mean which okay. is also kind of funny that h2o still follows that <laughs> but it cuts all this stuff out you know what i mean where it's like in halloween h2o it's like she's his sister mm -hmm. he's coming to get her and he's gonna come from what's his name oh god what's josh hartnett's name in that movie Oh. oh, I want to say Billy, but that's <laughs> it's not so it. not Billy. Oh, that's so funny. But either way, he wants he's gonna come after Josh Hartnett. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's you know it's like oh this family thing, this family thing. Even though like the whole like he is just driven to murder family is really from this timeline, this cult of Thorn timeline. Yeah. And so like that's the like tiny little seed sprinkled in this one, where it's like he hears he has a niece. Mm -hmm. he, he, he essentially hears that Jamie is dead or Jamie. <laughs> That's what's confusing. She's named after Jamie Lee Curtis. So you say Jamie and immediately my mind goes to Jamie Lee Curtis. It's like, wait, no, Lori, Lori, Jamie, Jamie, Lori. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he knows now that Lori is dead, but she had a daughter, Jamie, and Jamie's alive. So he has to murder her now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Which is like, so if he never got that information, if he wouldn't have done it. I guess. You know, like it, I think later in this, in these next couple of movies, they go into where it's like he just fucking, it's just, he just knows he's psychic, he just goes for it. <laughs> so it's like, well, then why didn't he understand? Why didn't he know that she was already born? Why did he have to overhear paramedics talking about her to be like, holy shit, like, dude, come on? But like, that's the whole point of this movie. Like, that's why he comes back to Haddonfield. It's not like he's coming back to Haddonfield to. Go to his old house or, mm. you know, go to where he killed the kids 10 years ago or go back to that hospital or go in to finish off Loomis. Like, no, he'll, he leaves Loomis in the dust at one point. Yeah. Be like, go oh, fuck yourself, man. I'm going to Haddonfield because he's going to go kill this little girl. So, like, she's a huge part of it. But again, yeah, there's a ton of times where it's like, oh, Jamie went to bed. Yeah. Now it's us for a long time. Mm -hmm. Or there's that sequence when Rachel comes upstairs and like everybody's dead and she, you know, does the like, oh, there's the trooper, he's dead. And oh, there's Kelly, the sheriff's daughter, she's dead now. Like, oh my God. And then Brady runs up to her and he's like, I've been missing for 20 minutes, but nobody's suspicious. Anyway, <laughs> what's going on now? And they're like, I don't know where Jamie is. Like, she's been looking for Jamie for like, you know, a while now. Like, oh God, where is she? She's in the house somewhere. I can't find her. Michael must have taken her. Oh my God. And then Jamie just wanders out of a bedroom. Mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, hey everyone. Yeah. And, and I was fully expecting her to come out of that door and Rachel would be like, oh my God, and go up towards her. And then Michael mm -hmm. come out the door behind her. Like, uh, we were, 
you know, like I was <laughs> brainwashing her or, you know, whatever the fuck it was, or you just being right there. Mm-hmm. But he does it. They go up the stairs and then Michael comes around the corner from downstairs like, where's everyone? At? Oh, there you are. Oh, hey, everyone. <laughs> all right. Now they're all in the same room. Let's keep this going. Maybe I shouldn't have killed all the lights in the town. <laughs> Nobody knows where they are. We can't see yeah, anything. <laughs> he, he got really creative this time, killing all the lights and all the phones. Yeah. Like that was definitely something that I, I started writing down, like how ridiculous Michael like cutting Haddonfield off from the world plan is yeah and like why did why is it necessary it's like he's expecting to be like fought back against by everybody in town but nobody he, gives a shit well he remembers what he did 10 years ago <laughs> apparently the town forgot he expects so. a lynch mob and nobody mm-hmm. and it isn't until Loomis finally tells everybody yeah that uh that any of that happens um it's just so crazy to me that he like he goes to the trouble and one of them seems so accidental. When Loomis goes to that filling station where Michael killed that guy and the waitress mm-hmm. uh, and he like disappears somehow when Loomis shoots at him. Yeah. It was like it was one of those terrible moments where it's in the edit is the only way it works mm-hmm. where it's like and then you see Michael and then you see Loomis and you see Loomis pull his gun up and fire and then it cuts back to the shot where Michael was but he's gone. And it's like, well, what happened, though? What did Loomis see? Yeah. Did Loomis see him just poof out of the air? Was he never there? You know, there's a few moments in this movie where you're like, oh, was that? Because there are Michael dreams. Mm -hmm. Jamie has Michael dreams where things happen that don't make any sense. And then that confused the shit out of me. I was like, two Michaels. (laughs) Yeah, right. Two. Two Chewbacca's. Yes, exactly. Uh, (laughs) But like and then there's there's the scene in the drugstore where Michael is behind Jamie putting his mask on and she's like ah! and she runs into the mirror and it shatters and everyone comes running and there's no Michael mm-hmm. and it's just Jamie sitting there and they're like oh everything's okay and then it pans down to some mirror shards and he's apparently right there mm-hmm. like literally standing right there looking at all of them yeah and it was like wait a minute I thought he was an illusion and then now suddenly no he's really there it's just nobody's looking at him, I yeah, guess. No one cares. They think he's a teen in costume. Yeah, even though, yeah, it's <laughs> like in the fact that he's covered in burns, too, mm-hmm. is like, dude, it's not. Yeah, this is bad news. This guy's bad news. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's super silly. But like, yeah, moments like that happen. And you're just like, nobody seems to care that <laughs> that yeah. she is seeing Michael Myers. Yeah. Nobody seems to think it's weird that she is seeing Michael Myers Despite, you know, being born after he murdered all those people. Yeah. So it's like, does she, I mean, she tries to explain it to them. And you have to imagine that she's gone into more detail before, you know, like Mm -hmm. the man with the white mask. And and you'd think they'd be like, oh, oh, what? Yeah. She knows about, she's seen like pictures or like news drawings or something. Because like, you can't, you have to imagine that there's no photographs yeah of michael myers in costume anywhere yeah especially in the 80s where she can't just hop online and look up like crime scene photos or some crazy yeah. shit like that <laughs> it was like there's no way for her to know what he looked like yeah or what he wore and yet she has dreams about him which again is sort of tying into this whole cult of thorn thing that'll get explained a little more later okay so that's why she's having dreams about him is that there is a sort of like connection kind of going on uh, but either way, the movie doesn't explain that. It's just like, hey, look, it's Michael Myers. Never mind. It's not Michael Myers. Yeah. But it might be. Who knows? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> like, fuck you. Come on. <clears throat> but when, while Jamie is all sidelined, the character that we get is Rachel. Mm-hmm. Rachel Carruthers. She is our 
final girl essentially for this movie because little girls can't really be final girls yeah it's 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 weird yeah (laughs) um it's her story that we're kind of following through the movie and her as a character and i feel terrible for her Mm -hmm. i think the character is written she's kind of bland in that like she she isn't given all that much to do but at least she doesn't suck yeah you know like there's nothing in there where you're just like fuck this fucking kid i don't Mm. care about you yeah like she is totally just kind of like whatever her her little like outburst at the beginning with her parents over breakfast and shit Mm -hmm. i was totally on her side because the movie does a shitty job of explaining what her parents are doing and then when it finally explains it it doesn't make any sense at all because it's fucking halloween yeah and she's like yeah i have a date with brady Mm-hmm. We're going on a date. We've been on a few dates. We're going to go on another date. It's, gonna, it's totally going to be serious. She's a teenager and she's dumb. So she doesn't understand that this guy sucks. Yeah, he does. And is clearly not somebody that you're going to want to get engaged to or get married to. So you don't have to worry about that part, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she gets like really upset because her folks are just like, oh, so the babysitter broke her leg or some shit. So you're going to have to be the one babysitting tonight. She's like, I have all these plans, though. And they're just like, well, tonight's very important for me and your father, too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, what's that about? And they don't explain it. And I'm like, well, that just makes this whole scene incredibly frustrating. Yeah. So clearly I'm on Rachel's side. Yeah. But like, it's just like, what is going on? On Like, what are you guys going to a Halloween party? Yeah. And you're like, this is very important. We never get to go to these. Yeah. So we're going to one. <laughs> God damn it. Like, it seemed like, okay, what could be so important? And then later when they're leaving, her mom is explaining to her, like, I wish us luck. The outcome of this dinner could be the difference between vacations in Bermuda and vacations in, you know, like some shitty place, I guess. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> Which is like, either way, you're getting vacations. Yeah. So maybe look, don't look that gift horse in the mouth. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, but it's just like, where the fuck are they going? Are they going to a dinner party at his boss's house on Halloween? And somehow this Halloween dinner party will affect his future at this company. Yep. What is this situation? It's like they literally just thought of like, we just need something that her parents have to do to make her babysitter. And be like, well, just make it important. Just make it a work thing. And nobody was like, a Halloween night work thing? Yeah. Nobody thought of that as weird. Like, come on. (laughs) What are you doing? Like, truthfully, in the end, you know, for adults or whatever, it's like Halloween is just a day. It's the day that it happens and, you Mm -hmm. know, you can go to work and you can do this and that or whatever. It just seems really, really strange Yeah, for it to be like, this is the most important dinner your father is ever going to go through. And his boss, for some reason, chose Halloween night to have this (laughs) fucking party. So silly. Like, unless it was a Halloween party, which by their dress, it was not. Yeah. It was just a regular old dinner party. It's like, man, are they ruining all of it? Like, is his boss ruining all of his employees' kids' Halloween Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what a dick. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's got to be like, well, we all have to do this. And you're so you're going to go with your grandma or wherever they go when mm-hmm. their parents aren't around. And it's like, grandma can't take us trick or treating. Like, well, then you're fucked. I don't know what to tell you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go to this fucking dinner. Like, it's <laughs> it's the silliest fucking like it's the stupidest slasher movie reason to get the parents out of the house. Like, I would have accepted so many dumb things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, like, uh, dumb things with a little more creativity, please. Yeah. Um, But Rachel has that guy, Brady, uh, and he sucks. Yeah, he does. He winds up sucking so much. Like, the first scene that he's in, 
he only kind of sucks mm-hmm. uh, because there's not that much to it. The next scene tells us everything we need to know when Rachel shows up and Brady's like, oh, I'm a dick. Yeah. You, since you're canceling our date, I'm going to be a fucking crybaby about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's the fucking worst. He's Seriously. so bad. Getting mad because she has to babysit last minute. Like, yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, like I had just said, like, I totally understand her being like, this is lame. Mm-hmm. But for him to be like, oh, yeah, you really suck, Rachel. <laughs> like, you are terrible for doing this to me. Yeah. Like, wait, hold on. It can suck for her. You just have to deal with it, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> that scene also introduces Kelly, the sheriff's daughter. Uh, who winds up like that whole thing kind of winds up as a big nothing to me mm-hmm. you know like when Rachel discovers Brady cheating on her with her it's kind of like okay Brady sucks mm-hmm. but her being the sheriff's daughter doesn't whatever oh I guess it's the way that they get everyone into that house yeah you know where it's like Brady's already there because he's banging the daughter mm-hmm. Rachel shows up because the sheriff is bringing everybody to his house mm-hmm. for some reason because he knows that it's safe yeah, safe enough I guess yeah like yes Michael did destroy the entire police station mm-hmm. um I was so concerned for like for Meeker <laughs> and his other dude Hunt was it I forget the guy's name the other dude the mustache guy yeah like neither of them seemed to understand despite Meeker seeing it with his own eyes <laughs> like understand what had just happened yeah whereas like they walk into the police station after Michael Myers has been like considered at large and he's clearly in town and blah 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 they come into the police station and it's completely destroyed and all the cops are dead yeah and Meeker's line was I quote oh Christ yeah. The sheriff of this town just walked in and is like, my entire police force is dead. Men I know mm-hmm. with families I know. We barbecue together. All that cliche cop bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's just like, he's just like, man, this stinks. Yeah. What a bummer. Like, that is the best <laughs> he can fucking muster. And then the other dude is like, uh, are you sure we can't take this Michael Myers guy by ourselves? And Meeker's just like, if you saw that police station, you wouldn't be asking that. It's like neither of you guys are like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're you're using it as just this like, oh, he's, he's a pretty tough cookie. Yeah. Because he <laughs> murdered everyone we know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All of the rest of the cops. Yeah, the entire rest of the police force completely dead. Uh, and we're just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. No biggie. <laughs> you know, it's, it is so, it's so goofy to me how little <laughs> they react to that. Like. You'd think he would be inconsolable and completely out of commission. Mm-hmm. Or it'd be like, this is the scene where Meeker blows his own head off because yeah. <laughs> he witnesses what Michael did to his police station yeah. and all the people that he knew and respected and worked with. Like, yep. holy Christ. He finally understands how powerless he is. Yeah, and just kills himself. Uh, that's the only way that really makes sense. Instead, yep. we get, oh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> so silly. But Michael's rampage this time... Like we said, uh, obviously more violent because it's 1988. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's been so many like pitchforks through faces and machetes <laughs> through dicks and like all sorts of crazy shit. That's like they just I guess they felt that they had to. Uh, and in a similar way to Halloween 2, they went back and shot more gore. Like they shot the movie and were like, hmm, not enough and went back and made more gore happen oh, because they were just like, it just it needs to be more. Yeah. And it's so absurd to me that a movie like Halloween could spawn sequels that do that. Yeah. It's like right? that, that movie was like, and we're done. Like how much blood did we see? Like not 
much. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the rest of the movies are like, we need all of it. More, more, more. <laughs> it's kind of kind of a shame. Kind of just like an interesting way to, of like how the property itself gets sucked into what it is. You know, like it's a slasher movie. And now there's more than one. So it's a slasher franchise. Mm-hmm. And if it's a franchise, then you, need to, you, you must be battling with the other franchises. And they keep up in the ante. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, fuck. Like, you're kind of forced to by the nature of, like, the market. But in the end, it's like, man, it just makes Halloween movies that feel more like Friday the 13th <laughs> movies in the end. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, should have stuck true to the original. Yeah, and... like, these new ones that are coming out clearly are much more violent than that first one ever was. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're going their own way, too. Uh, and, you know, it's really just a case of, like, once you turn something into a franchise... You know, you have to repeat something because that's what people want. They want the thing they loved. So you have to somehow repeat it in some way. Mm -hmm. But yet also somehow make it different enough that it's worth paying another $10 for, $15 for, $20 for, however fucking much. (laughs) Uh, Depending on which Halloween you saw. (laughs) (laughs) Precisely. But like... In the end, it's just like it, it to me, it speaks to the fruitlessness of franchises. It's like all you're doing is getting watered down every single time. Yeah. Rarely will you find a sequel that is equal or better to the original. And when you do find those movies, it's because they are so different, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and they they just find a novel way to keep something that you loved Without it being the same movie again, you know, like, and those are so few and far between. (laughs) And most franchises are just immediately like, and then there's another time he came home and killed everyone. And then there's the other time he came (laughs) home and killed everyone. You know, like it's, they're all the same movie over and over. It's just like, well, in the 80s, it's got to be bloodier and it's got to have more gore and it's got to have ridiculous shit like thumbs through heads. I, nev- I was watching a video about this movie and Brady's death scene. They they described it as having his neck broken. And I was like, okay, that's good to know. Because in the movie, he just kind of like shoves his fingers into his face. Yeah. Like just like jams them so hard into his cheek that his fingers go into his cheek. And he screams and then it cuts away and you just expect that Brady is dead now. Yeah. But it was like, what? the fuck did he do uh, yeah he didn't what there was no like Kah! like you can kind of tell that he does something to the dude's neck when he kills that hick later mm-hmm. in the car yeah like the, obviously something happens to his neck because it's like this flops open or whatever yeah but brady's it's just like what is what is happening right now yeah. and then it cuts away too fast and you're like what i what kind of death was that Squeeze, it was terrible squeezed him to death yeah it was just a really hard handshake to the face mm-hmm uh, yeah, most of the deaths, honestly, pretty uninspired. Yeah. Like throwing that dude into the into the electricity to kill all the, the power and shit. Yeah. Like, okay. It's not even that particularly violent either. Mm-mm. You know, and the scene itself is just like so like by the numbers. Yeah. You know, it's literally just like, hey, you over there, you're not supposed to be here. And then he walks up to him and then he's like, oh, I'm going to get the police. And then he kills him. Yep. He's like, yep, that's how it seems to always go for these kinds of guys. <laughs> yep. He had no other purpose. <laughs> Unfortunate old Bucky. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, even the kids, like I said, Brady's, that sucked. Kelly's, that sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, were there even any other teenagers that bit in this movie? I don't even think so. It was like a cop who, oh. another one that you don't even know what happens to him. 
because Michael is just sitting in his chair and Kelly discovers him like, oh, yeah, the, the cop is dead on the floor and his arm is kind of like hooked around his head. Yeah, he's and there's a little bit of blood on him. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, no, Michael turned him into a pretzel and then threw him on the floor. Uh, and then, <laughs> you know, like that is like very uninspired. And it's just a case of like the character that you thought was alive is actually dead. Oh, mm-hmm. that happens so much in these movies. They just, they didn't, they didn't do it for me. Mm-mm. You know, all of those fucking hicks at the end on that truck get stupid deaths too. Like yeah. none of those count or matter to me. Like the, the characters don't matter. The deaths are stupid. You can't yeah. even see them. Same with like, the, <sighs> the person that they shot. Yeah, there's nothing. You literally see nothing about that one. And also it's like, oh, and Michael didn't even do that. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck, movie? That one was are kind you of doing? on Loomis a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that that is, and we'll just get into it because, again, it's one of my favorite parts of this whole thing. <laughs> the drunken posse. Yeah. The drunken posse is the greatest fucking <laughs> thing in this movie because it's so, like, the scene when they're in the bar. Mm-hmm. Like the the whole thing where it's like Sheriff Meeker is like, okay, Michael Myers is totally back and we're going to let everybody in town know and we're going to send out a report that everybody has to go home. All businesses are to close. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in that moment, it seemed like Haddonfield kind of had its shit together. Yeah. You know, because like the parents are driving around and like, get in the car. We're going home, kids. Like they're like picking up their kids. Like they're taking it seriously. Yeah. Uh, and then just idiots abound mm-hmm. all the rest of the movie. That was like the one moment of clarity these fucking idiots had. <laughs> Uh, and this like just posse of drunkards at the bar are like watching the news and they're like, what the fuck is this all about? We have to stop drinking. And they're like, well, I'm calling the sheriff about this, which is like, <laughs> it's an order from the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Like you may want an explanation. You are not owed one. Nope. He can tell you to fuck off, close your bar now. Like he mm-hmm. is the sheriff. It might later it might come out that he went insane with power, but either way, like it's an order from the sheriff. Yeah. He's telling you to do it. Like who the fuck are you to call him and be like, I deserve an answer? And it, it's it's a it's a weird world that Haddonfield seems to want to live in. Because the first movie does not seem like a country town. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And then the opening credits of this one. With all the farm equipment and shit. Mm -hmm. And then the drunken hillbilly pickup truck posse and shit. Where it's like, where the fuck is Haddonfield? Is it northern Illinois suburbs or is it fucking downstate? Yeah. I don't know because like they don't. It's Uh, it's weird. Yeah. Either way though, it just, it feels, it feels way more hick than the original movie ever does. Yeah. So this drunken posse is like, hmm, phone just keeps ringing at the police station. That's no good. Well, let's all hop into our cars, like Mm. take a drink and then be like, let's go get in our cars. That was clearly supposed to be a like, haha joke. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it's just like, yeah, you fucking morons. Mm -hmm. This is why you shouldn't be trusted with anything. This is why the sheriff owes you nothing. Yeah. It's because you're the kind of morons who are going to be like, let me finish my beer before I drive wildly through the night towards the police station to get some answers on why I have to stop (laughs) drinking beer. Like, dudes. (laughs) It's just, oh, they're so stupid. And they go to the police station just as Loomis and fucking Meeker are coming out, having discovered all the corpses. Mm -hmm. The the posse shows up and they're just like, what the fuck happened in there? And it's like, (laughs) well, all the police are dead now. And Michael Myers is back. And uh, it's just a lot of bad things are happening right now, guys. That's why you have to close your bar. Yeah. And they're like, well, in that case, then. 
we will go and find Michael Myers and shoot him to death with our guns <laughs> yeah. while we drive around this town drunk <laughs> to murder a man. And they go hooting and hollering off into the night as Meeker turns to Loomis and is like, you created a lynch mob. <laughs> and then Loomis's fucking defense is just like, you don't have a police force. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but they aren't a police force either. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I honestly do find it kind of funny that later in the movie, like they become a second villain. Yeah. Cause like they, they show up at the place where that one guy's like, I saw him. I saw him right over there. And they, drive over they all aim their guns at that bush it moves so slightly mm -hmm. it is like the gentlest like a chipmunk farted it's just like <laughs> this tiny little and then everybody unloads yeah with all of their bullets it is such a long sequence they're all so stupid looking mm -hmm. there's like like these fucking backwards ass morons seriously and then when they run up and they're like you just killed ted hollister god damn it that's not like a ha ha like wah, 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 wah. like they just yeah. killed him it's like dude yeah what the fuck this is this is ben tramer times a thousand seriously because ben <laughs> tramer was at least there was like that that tiny little sliver of like was that is that could it be mm -hmm. is it and in this case it was like there's something over there yeah some drunk said he saw yeah, michael myers some over here fucking drunk like it's not loomis mm -hmm. looking and being like that could be him actually yeah right there this is some drunk asshole who's like i'm pretty sure he's in that bush and then they all just aim and shoot and murder somebody Ugh. Uh, <laughs> so the hilarity when later in the movie when they lock everybody at the sheriff's house mm -hmm. and then Loomis leaves because he's like I, I must find him and they're like what are you even gonna do and he's like maybe he can't be killed I don't know anyway <laughs> and he leaves I thought that was so funny too how he gets away with being able to be like he is more than a man. Like, you are talking about him like he's a man. He is not. Like, he's always yelling about that mm -hmm. because they're always like, what? We'll just throw some handcuffs on him and it'll be over. Like, they're always pushing for, like, normal person yeah. tactics. Like, what? What's the big idea? We'll just find him and arrest him real quick. And he's like, no, you can't do that. He's not a man. And nobody's ever like, well, then what can we do? Until this moment. And they're like, mm -hmm. what are you even going to do? And he's like, actually, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's ever pushed me on this. Anyway, into the night. And he goes off to go, like, track him down. Yeah. And then moments later, Sheriff Meeker also has to leave. Because on the radio, he finally gets word that the drunken posse killed someone. Mm -hmm. And so he's leaving. And then the other deputy is like, are you sure you should leave? And he's like, I've got a fucking bunch of drunken yahoos driving <laughs> around this town with guns killing people. Like, I need to go stop this. Like, yeah. it's just so funny that they that it's like, okay, so we have the Michael Myers problem. But, Sheriff, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but there's also this other problem. <laughs> like, the, that's something that you couldn't even just leave until later, too. It's yeah. not even like, also, there's a leak in, in, in the, the water line over here. Like, you know what? We actually will just have to wait on that. Let it leak. Yeah, because we have something really important. But in this case, it's like, oh, my God. God now, the, damn it. You're, you're killing two. Yeah, I God. can't. We can't have two things killing people out there. <laughs> like, we need to narrow it down to one. This is Halloween. Fuck. This is Michael Myers' day. You can kill another day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's so funny to me that, that later when Loomis uh, goes to the school with, with Jamie. Mm -hmm. 
uh, which was it, the, the moment of that scene starting when Jamie is like kind of lost and Loomis just like grabs her out of nowhere. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, oh, we have to go. We have to get you to safety. And she's like, I just want to go home. And he's like, oh, no, I was just there. That's the first place he'll look for you. It was like, oh, my God, Loomis, you are doing nothing to assuage your fear right now. Yeah. Like, she's like, I'm really scared. I want to go home. Like, oh, he'll kill you at home. Oh, he'd kill you there. Oh, in fact, he'd kill you most places. We're going to need to find somewhere that he won't kill you. Where do you think he won't kill you? Do you think he wouldn't kill you at the schoolhouse? Let's go to the schoolhouse. Yeah. I'm like, you don't sound sure of yourself at all, Mr. Loomis. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Uh, and they run off to the school, and there's the inexplicable and inexcusable pink Michael mask mm-hmm. with the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. That is so brief. Like It's so funny to me that they clearly have more of that scene that is not in this movie. Yeah. Because of how horrible the edit is, where it's like them hanging out at the school. Like They get in the school. The alarm's going off. He's like, oh, that'll bring someone. Mm-hmm. That'll bring the authorities. And I'm like, and Michael immediately. He will get here first. Yeah. Duh. He always uh, does. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you're. that's just going to draw him... And all the authorities are further away than he is, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, Because the local ones are dead. Yeah, because all the police <laughs> are dead and the yahoos aren't coming. But then Michael pops up out of nowhere. His mask is pink. His hair is blonde. Uh-huh. He grabs Loomis. He throws him out the window. And then it's just this like really hard cut to Jamie wandering around the school crying. Yeah. And nobody's around her. Nope. She's nowhere near where Loomis got thrown out the window. Nope. Myers is nowhere to be seen. Nope. She's just wandering and crying. Yep. So it's clear that there was a chase <laughs> involving that Michael mm-hmm. with that mask that they were like, okay, if we have to use footage from this day, then it's just that shot of Loomis getting thrown out just so that we understand that Loomis is not there anymore. Yeah. And then we'll just move on and then we'll go to the stuff that we shot new apparently what happened, because I wrote down that it was inexplicable and inexcusable. Like, this is a Halloween movie. Yeah. You know what his mask looks like, and he's wearing one with pink skin and blonde hair. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing? Like, what is, what, what? And so I was reading a little bit about it. Apparently, when they were getting them made, they were thinking about using the original one, but it was just way too deteriorated and destroyed. Or maybe it was even just gone. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, well, then we'll, you, we'll try to use another Captain Kirk mask and make a new one sort of the way that they made the original one. And they fucked that up somehow. I don't know. Big long story. And then it was like, okay, so then we finally made this like mold of a new mask that we could recreate over and over, blah, 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 whatever. And we had them ordered. And when they came in, they came in wrong. Pink skin, white hair. <laughs> and it was like, okay, that sucks, but still inexcusable that yeah. any of them were ever used on film. Yeah. And the way that the like the story makes it sound is that the producers were like, well, let's just let me, I don't know, let's see what it looks like, maybe. And they so they shot the schoolhouse sequence with that mask. And okay. then they looked at it and they were like, whoa, terrible. Yeah. So all the rest of it we're gonna shoot with a totally different mask, but we also just can't reshoot what we already did. With this new mask. For whatever so, reason. Yeah, especially if you're only going to use those two quick shots. Mm-hmm. Like, believe me, people aren't going to notice that it's not the same schoolhouse. Yeah. As much as they're going to notice that it's not the right Michael mask. Yeah. You made the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's still inexcusable. Yeah. That that is in the final cut. It's so jarring and stupid. And it really is just like, 
tanks the quality of the movie on top of all the shit that's already happened where it's yeah. just like nobody cared mm-hmm. nobody gave a shit the people who gave a shit gave a shit about the wrong things yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like i can only imagine that like and uh, from all from what i've heard all the producers like the akkad family like they love the series they loved making the movies also i'm sure they loved making the money from the movies mm-hmm. uh so to give them like creative input is like uh, i don't know i don't know how much they really need to be creatively involved yeah uh and you have to imagine that some idea like that was was focused less on this might be an interesting thing for michael you know he picks a different mask this time Mm -hmm. you know you get it instead it reeks of like do you know how much we already spent Mm -hmm. on these masks like but they're wrong like yeah but we paid for them Oh, wow. Looks like horrible garbage, like everyone predicted. Yeah. Weird. How'd that happen? Anyway, <laughs> like awful. The mask itself throughout the rest of the movie, also terrible, just in a different way. Like it's the right color and the hair is the right color, but the mask itself just looks dumber. Mm-hmm. It's just clearly not right. Yeah. And also, uh, <laughs> I wrote into my notes at one point. It's when Michael is chasing them on the roof. And I was like, this guy looks like he's wearing an inflatable muscle suit. It looks like a really skinny guy wearing one of those like <laughs> blow up muscle suits over himself. And then I was looking in the fucking trivia and it was like, yeah, George Wilbur actually wore hockey pads under the the, the thing to, to appear to look bigger. I was like, that's the stupidest thing in the world. Who approved that? Yeah. It looks awful. It looks like he's wearing something under his suit. Mm-hmm. It does not fit him like a like clothes would fit a man. Yeah. It looks terrible. It's just, it, it boggles the mind how poorly they choose this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the dude in the, like a uh, fucking warlock in the last movie. It was like, your head doesn't fit the mask, but we like you, kid. Like, let's use you. Like, ooh, that doesn't look right. And then in this one, it'd be like, hey, let's stuff him full of fucking newspaper or some shit. Make him look fake buff. Like, yeah. what? Who? He's not buff. Yeah. He never looks buff. Why yeah. do you need to buff him up? Yeah, he's just a man. Yeah, he's literally like the most normal man in the world. That's kind of the point. Yeah, that's why what makes would you, him more terrifying. Yeah, like, why would you fake buff him up? That Oh, terrible choices. Really? All around. Ugh, but yeah, I did not necessarily like his Michael either. His Michael felt like someone doing an impersonation of Michael. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like where it was like it was like too robotic. Like Jesus. Like I get like part of the the thrill of Michael Myers is the fact that he's just kind of like unstopping mm-hmm. and just like uh, a smooth motion. You know, it's not like he's like running to get you or anything like that. Yeah. You know, but like he's still he's just like very purposeful motion. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it seems like. Full on like bleep, blarp, up the stairs, dink, <laughs> donk. That like when it takes him ten minutes to walk up to fucking Brady mm-hmm. up those stairs, and he's just like dink, donk, dink, donk, like very yeah. clockwork like, and it's just like just walk upstairs, just don't do it like such a weirdo. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's really hard for me to explain what makes <laughs> the right like Michael move. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like with so many different people playing him. It constantly feels like a different person every time. Yeah. And in the end, it's just kind of like, what, what the, what are you going for here? <laughs> you know, like uh, uh, the hockey pad robot. I don't know. Like, what? that's those, those are the first words that popped into your head. <laughs> like, it's terrible ideas. I, I don't, I don't quite enjoy them at all. Really, the like, other than, other than Rachel being a decent final girl, 
Mm-hmm. And and I guess and also Danielle uh, Harris being a pretty decent little kid actress mm-hmm. as Jamie. Like the reason to watch the movie is Loomis. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's Donald Pleasance. It's him monologuing some more. Uh, it's him aiming guns at another small child at the end. I love that where he's just like, Ugh, kill it. Like he's to- he is so willing to kill JV at the end. Oh yeah. And it's like for good fucking reason. Like yeah. I honestly really like as much as as much as some people might think that it's like way over the top or whatever. I like Loomis's and Donald Pleasance's like reaction there at the end it is. where it's just like my final note i just wrote oh what a bummer like loomis lost yeah like he thought that they had finally did it and in the end actually he loses yeah and not his life but the game you know the mm-hmm. game that was afoot uh, michael kind of wins or whatever it is that does this yeah has won you know and just the like ah! <laughs> like it is over the top but at the same time like imagine yeah all these years like 20 plus years yeah with this fucking michael myers kid being like he i thought i could save him turns out full-on evil also turns out nobody believes me then he murders everybody then he comes back to murder more people then i think i'm finally done with him and it turns out that his niece does the same thing like bummer <laughs> <laughs> you gotta feel for Loomis such at the end a, there. Such a bummer. I do. Like I said, Loomis deserves so much better. There's something to be said about like the the character of Loomis and his like seeming obsession. I mean, obvious obsession, but like <laughs> like the the way that he just refuses to sort of allow it to be. You know, like mm-hmm. as far as he knows. Killing Jamie, like, ends it. Like, Michael would kill Jamie, and then he just, like, slit his own throat or whatever the fuck mm. he does when he finishes. Like, he, since nobody knows. Yeah. Since he's never killed his last remaining relative <laughs> like he apparently wants to. Like, who knows? Yeah. And the more Loomis tries to get involved, the more Michael has to, like, do other shit to, like, keep himself safe and kill people that are in his way now. Like, all the cops and all these people and all these mm-hmm. whatever. That, like, if Loomis had just been like, oh, shit, Michael escaped at the beginning of the movie, and he was just like, well, good luck, Haddonfield. Yeah. And he just left, because, like, what the fuck do you owe these people now? Yeah. I mean, you, you almost could... died to save them 10 years ago. Yeah. And like, they didn't listen to you. Yeah, and they still don't listen or care, and everyone yeah. makes fun of you, and you know what I mean? Like, he has no real reason to protect these fucking idiots. Yeah, he could have, like, called the police department, totally. talked to the sheriff, Absolutely. and been like... Here's what's up. Michael Myers is coming. And then they wouldn't have believed him. And he would have been like, fucking hands are clean, man. What the fuck you want? I told you. I've I done what I can do. I told you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm an old man with a cane. Yeah. I called him <laughs> Dr. Limpus at one point. <laughs> he limped through the scene. Also, there is a hysterical moment. It's the moment after he shoots at Michael and he's like an apparition or whatever in that diner. Mm. But Loomis absolutely leaves frame like a Muppet. Did you see that bit where he's like, he like climbs closer to look closer at where Michael was mm-hmm. and like, oh, there's nothing there. And then the score plays again because they play it every five minutes in this movie mm-hmm. and it really kills it. When it gets yeah. to the last chase and the music kicks in, I'm like, it's done. Doesn't You've used this anymore. too much, man. But as soon as he's like, oh, Michael's gone. And then you hear the like the truck start up that he's about to drive out and mm-hmm. everything. And he's like, oh, and he does this like, oh. As he goes to leave frame. Oh, it was so funny. I rewound and watched it several times. It's so good. Oh, man. But yeah, 
Loomis all the way. And Michael at the end. Yeah. The 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 so-called killing of Michael in this one. Because pretty much in all of these, except I believe the next movie, the next movie has a very specific lead-in to six. Okay. You know? But yeah, this yeah. movie kind of sort of ends, and then mm-hmm. they kind of sort of figure out a way around it like they did the last movie. Mm-hmm. But Michael, once again, just takes it. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand what he thinks is going to happen. What is going on in his brain? Because, like, when he climbs on that truck and he murders all those hicks and none of them notice each other getting murdered. Yeah. And nobody in the cab notices everybody in the truck getting murdered uh, until Michael reaches into the car or whatever. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was, I was thinking, I was like, there's something that is clearly not supposed to be funny that made me laugh out loud. I forgot what it was. It was in this scene when <laughs> Michael's on the roof of the car reaching in to Rachel and she's like, oh no, get away. Oh my God. And Michael just headbutts yeah. the windshield from above. <laughs> so it's his face upside down that just goes like and crunches into it. I laughed so hard. It's out of nowhere and it's so silly looking and it's the dumbest little thing. Like yeah. why? Why would he just make it his fist? Why Seriously. would he use his face like a fucking idiot he has like, to hold on i guess it's just like dude come on that's the stupidest thing i've ever seen uh but rachel eventually gets him off the car and he like rolls down the thing or whatever that i felt is is a is referenced in h2o mm-hmm. when she when she stops short and he goes out the windshield and rolls and then she drives at him like all similar mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. h2o kind of takes from everything <laughs> but he just he just like stands up and Rachel slams on the gas yeah. straight towards him and again he just takes it. Yep. He just stands there until the truck hits him and fires him 40 feet off into the <laughs> like off into the woods near a mine. And then he's oh, laying there. I he's, thought it was a well. I mean it's whatever, but it's like <laughs> he's laying there, he seems sort of dead. The cops and Rachel and what's left of the drunken posse, the other truck, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they all pull up. Jamie has gotten out of, because she was in the truck, right? Mm-hmm. With Rachel. Mm-hmm. So she got out of the truck without Rachel noticing mm-hmm. and walked all the way down to Michael's corpse because mm-hmm. she saw where it went, I guess, <laughs> despite the fact that she can't see over the dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but either way, she goes and finds him and puts her you know, hand on his hand and whatever. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Jamie, get away from him. Yeah. And then he, of course, pops up again. Mm-hmm. And they tell her to get down. And again, he just stands there and takes the barrage of bullets mm-hmm. that eventually send him flying into that mine that then collapses on top of him. Yeah. Like a seemingly definitive ending, especially when Loomis says afterwards, like, Michael Myers is buried in hell where he belongs or some <laughs> shit like that. But it was just like, again, he just takes the truck mm-hmm. like... Whatever. Uh, yeah, like he thinks it's just going to break in half and, uh, you know, around him. Like he's a superhero <laughs> or something. Like you clearly don't have that power. Yeah. What are you expecting to happen here? And he just takes that and then he gets up and takes all the bullets and dies apparently. And it was just yeah. like all of these endings eventually just wind up with like just sort of catch him by surprise and riddle him with bullets. Mm-hmm. And that'll probably do it, I guess. That'll down him for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and then and then figure out your next move after that because yeah. it won't matter because he'll fall down. Uh, <laughs> like and every, die. Every, every couple minutes, someone walk up and put a couple rounds into yeah, him really. just and to keep him down. And then he'll fall down, and then you've got time to think. Yeah. Uh, but the movie kind of seems like it's 
leaning towards the Michael is actually dead mm-hmm. because of the fact that Jamie then puts on her clown outfit and goes and stabs her foster mom yes. with the scissors and then Loomis sees it and freaks out and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pretty interesting end to the movie and definitely uh, a, a hook, you know, mm-hmm. for a future movie Yeah, uh, that unfortunately it does not. It does not pan out how it never follows how you through. might think. It follows through like we you will sort of get the conclusion of that okay. in the next movie. It just it just kind of sucks and it doesn't matter. Because I mean the whole idea is that Jamie is now gonna be the next Michael Myers. Yeah. Obviously she's not. Yeah. Because Michael Myers comes back in the next movie. Like, yeah. you know, like it's <laughs> it's you know i mean, truthfully, you think back on it and you look at this like the situation they were in, Halloween four. Mm-hmm. Halloween 2 had come out seven years ago. Halloween 3 had come out without Michael Myers. Nobody cared. So now it's back to Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. So now you have Michael Myers back. You've you've hand-waved away the explosion at the end of 2. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and you're moving on and he's whatever. So then at the end of this movie, you're like, all right. And then we kill Michael Myers. Then we make somebody else the murderer. What? Yeah. Is that not what you were avoiding? Is that not the <laughs> entire thing that you were like, shit, we need to bring Michael Myers back. Like, why would you bring him back and kill him again and set up this other sequel ending? Mm-hmm. So it's like, is it really that they didn't follow through on this? Or did they never have an intention to? And they just put it in there to make people think they did. And it's like, I would hope yeah. that it's the latter or the or the former. Mm-hmm. That they were like, maybe we'll do it this way. Uh, I guess not. Everyone kind of likes Michael. Yeah, rather mm-hmm. than being super cynical about it and thinking that they just were like, eh, fuck them. Yeah. We'll get their money for the next movie because they'll think this is coming and then we'll pull <laughs> the rug out from under them or whatever the fuck. Uh, but we will see the conclusion. Uh, actually, not the conclusion because the, the, the Thorn saga continues. We will at least see the next chapter <laughs> in the Halloween saga uh, next week on Popcorn for Dinner. But I believe that is going to wrap it up here for this week. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. 